Today is Tuesday, January 4th, 2022, and I just finished my first of 10 classes on A Beginner's Guide to Writing a Memoir. I was at the East Hampton Library with my mom uh, probably two weeks ago, and I was checking out after getting my library card, and I saw a yellow flyer with all the details for this intro class, and it said 10-week course and I looked at it and I, I took it because I really wanted to do it. And they had a stack of them. And my mom said, oh, that's so funny. You're taking that. I already grabbed one for you. And it's exactly what I've been looking for because I joke with my friend Julie all the time that I just have a hard time focusing to finish all the things that I start. And I've always wanted to write a book. And then this other side of me is like, who are you to write a memoir in your early 30s? That's for much, much later. Don't write it yet. And then I think of somebody like Elizabeth Gilbert that wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And I I think that we all have a little flash of Elizabeth Gilbert. We all have our own Eat, Pray, Love stories. And I don't think that it has to be quantified by a timestamp of you can't write a memoir until you're a certain age. So I thought it could be cool that um, it the classes are every Tuesday, so I'm just going to share each Tuesday the class and what we went through, protecting the identities of the people that are in them, because I think that stories are sacred and other people's stories are not mine to tell, but I really love the idea of going through and kind of sharing what I took from it. So there are nine, eight, eight people, including myself in the class, led by a really incredible journalist that's been a journalist for over 30 years. And the people in the group are about half and half men and women. And um, it's mostly except for me and another girl, people that are, I would say, 50s, 60s, 70s. And so I love getting to hear other people's perspectives. One of the women just talked about how she originally had wanted to write a memoir to document in a way some of the stories that defined her as a mother and, you know, kind of a, in her own words, uh, ordinary uh, wife and mom, nothing like too spectacular it ever happened but as we went through the exercises of course we all have these stories that lead to to defining you know was some of our most significant experiences and I really liked listening to people that at first glance I would think oh you know probably don't have a lot in common with them or that and it was really cool the the way we the class is constructed in a way where you really take time to workshop and write and um I really like that he calls on people without a prompt you know I there's no raising your hand in zoom you know he'll just call on you and he'll say oh what are your thoughts about this and for somebody like me that has a really hard time you know not wandering off in a daydream it's really nice to know that if I want to be present to respond and answer about other people that you know I have to listen I really it's a muscle to listen and there's such a difference between hearing 
and listening, listening versus hearing. And so it felt really nice to be in the class. And, you know, our intro was um, to share the title, the title of mine. I've had the domain for it since um, 2017 is when I first bought it. It came to me. I loved it. It sounded like the title of an indie rom-com dramedy. The second I heard it, I, I didn't even hear it. The second I like said it aloud, so heard it myself saying it, I just knew I had to have it. So um, I already have the title of it, and it got quite a few laughs in the group. And then um, we basically explained and wrote in our own way using I, uh, what our memoir will be. And just to have somebody, you know, sit down and say, okay, do this for five minutes felt so good. And I think some of this is a little bit sacred because it is something I'm actively working on. And I'm trying to do something where I don't talk about things before they come to fruition, because I think when it's like in the genesis of the mode in which something's being creative, that it should be treated, you know, delicately in a way. And so I'm not quite ready to share all the details of it. But one thing that we did that I thought was really interesting, and if you're somebody that has ever wanted to write a memoir, you might find this to be interesting as well. But there are different types of memoirs. So these are a few of them. There's personal memoir, and this is something that is based on a particular experience or event, such as a uh, abuse, divorce, illness, adventure. This is the most popular type of a memoir. There's a portrait memoir. It is based on an event or experience of a person who is not the author. There's the coming of age memoir. It focuses on the transformation of the writer from childhood to adulthood. The memoirist memoirist writes about the significant events and experiences in childhood and the significance. There's the spiritual quest memoir. It focuses on the search for spiritual meaning and purpose. The writer is a spiritual seeker. Travel memoir. It focuses on the writer's experience traveling. Often, the the writer narrates a story about a personal adventure. Confessional memoir. The writer confesses his or her sins or wrongdoing and how she has made amends or reformed his or her ways. Political memoir. It is written by a person who holds public office. Almost all presidents write memoirs as a form of historical record and to share their experiences as well. Most prime ministers write memoirs. And then public or celebrity memoir, people want to know what it's like to live life in the public eye. And so I, um, as a portion of this, got the opportunity to, we were each given three different um, memoirs to choose out of this and to write about something. So the first one that I did was personal memoir, and I wrote about growing up, hippie, middle name rainforest, deadhead parents, um, an unpredictable bohemian lifestyle, alcoholic father, what that was like, and even as I was sort of writing out the byline, you know, the the personal story of being a child raised by an alcoholic, it can be really dark and really tumultuous. And you don't even quite link the effects it has on you as, as an adult woman until much later. 
And so I do feel like there's a really juicy part of myself that has a lot to say about this. The next one that I chose was the, um, well, it was the coming of age memoir. So this was when I moved to New York City from Florida when I was 17 years old and I found my first um, apartment on Craigslist. Apartment meaning I rented a futon in someone's kitchen for $250 a month. And um, I think it was the second week I was living there. I was walking down the street through the East Village and I saw a sign that said casting. And they were casting for the stand-ins for Gossip Girl. And all the people there had registered with Central Casting. And so I just kind of walked in and uh, got photographed and they took my sizes. And I was um, brought in as Blake Lively's stand-in because we had all the same height and measurement, hair color, um, skin tone, and all of those things. So the coming of age aspect would be what it meant for me to carve out my life living in New York City at 17 years old. The next part, um, it kind of brings it full circle. It's the spiritual quest memoir. So there was a span of time in which uh, a lot of back-to-back things happened and it felt like a domino effect, but I was in a four-year relationship and it ended at the same time in which my father was dying of cancer. And so I had tremendous heartbreak. And then um, just a few short months later, my dad died of cancer. And that was one of the most traumatic um experiences of my life because it do you hear those little footprints that's my dog hi hazel come here come here you can come on the bed and so going through that and the spiritual journey that erupted from that period of time was a very significant period in my life and um, it brings up a lot when I think about it or write about it and so I think the one thing that I took away from this was he you know the instructor really talked about how important it is to write things um, that are true and crack something open in you for the sense that that's what other people will relate to and uh, I loved hearing I mean I love at some point, maybe I'll ask the people don't mind if I share some of their stories on the podcast because there were a couple that just, wow, I, I, I couldn't even believe my ears, you know, just how how much people are willing to share with a bunch of strangers um, in a writing workshop. And these are people that I feel like we're all going to, you know, for, form a, a bond and, and a connection that's sacred. And so our first... Um, prompt that we're supposed to work on and turn in a day before class is to write about a teacher or a mentor um, or anyone in your life that has taught you something, whether it's good or bad. And I really like that he said it cannot be more than 500 words. And he wants us to really look at how to say as much as we can and as few words as possible. And that another really important part of writing is editing. And so I'm really looking forward to, you know, I have a a pretty distinct idea about who I want to write about. And maybe part of 
the podcast next Tuesday will be sharing what I what I wrote. I really like the idea of learning to give and take feedback because um, for many years I was an actress and getting feedback is something that was hard for me because if somebody didn't like my performance or the choices I made and how I decided to portray a character, I would crumble so quickly when people said, oh, how about you try it this way or, you know, but actually, to be honest, I'm going to give myself a little credit because people mostly in that world, they, it's a little bit less of, oh, okay, how about you try this and more of, yeah, but again, in this way, you know, the, the, the tone is so much harsher and I've come to realize that I just crumble with, with harsh feedback and I like that there's a part of me that's super soft and kind of doesn't take it well, but maybe I can learn how to feel less like fragile. I just want to feel less fragile about these things. And um, I had a great call earlier in the day before my class, and it was one of those great calls where you just you vibe right away and you like all the same things, and it it's just really beautiful the way that we have unexpected connections and things in common with people that we barely know and it always makes me feel like the world's a little bit more accessible like if other people can get as excited as I can about very specific certain things it just makes me feel so seen and I think that's a beautiful way to exist and and it makes me really happy I um basically just been on calls all day long just back to back to back to back calls a lot of projects are re-gearing up things I haven't thought about in a little while are now getting green lights to go again and although I'm always really happy for opportunity I think it's important to stand still and pause and really Take a breath and a nice good exhale and just realize as things start to gear up to go, 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 it's okay to say, wait real quick. You know, I mean, I think it's, it's, where's the balance and figuring out the decisiveness and leaping versus like, wait, hold on a second. Um, I think it's so important that we follow our guts without jumping off the bridge and breaking our neck. How do you do that? It's a balance. It's a big balance. Um, I'm about to go watch the documentary, The Last Waltz. It's one of my favorite documentaries. I love anything music-related. I haven't seen it in years, actually a very long time. And there's a song on it that I love called uh, Such a Night by Dr. John, and his voice is all raspy. And I think I've actually talked to you guys about this before. But I think it's nice to just sometimes decompress at the end of the day. I'm going to have a really hot tea. I'm going to lay on my acupuncture mat and I'm going to put on my special socks that um, exfoliate and peel off your dead skin of your feet. And I'm just going to pamper myself because I think it feels so good to do that. And what am I looking forward to tomorrow? Actually, it's supposed to snow a little bit later in the week and I'm really excited to marinate in that I'm thinking of going to New York City this weekend and catching up with some people that I really want to see 
And I'm also really nervous about getting exposed to Omicron. It just seems like the numbers are really high right now. But I'm going to go and just um, and just quarantine there from the car to there. I'll just quarantine there. Anyway, what I want to leave you guys with, I was just thinking about... Hmm, Oh yeah, another interesting thing that we learned about today was the difference between a memoir and autobiography. And I kind of liked learning, you know, some of the things that he talked about was it's so important to be specific and focus and, and tell the tiny details of things in a memoir versus an autobiography is chronological and very start to finish and you have to get the facts right. But it's okay with a memoir to, you know... Tell your stories, but, you know, do it, you could do it in a descriptive way. Like, you know, I don't think in autobiographies, people are talking about, you know, the trip to Italy where there was the most fabulous, beautiful lavender fields you've ever seen in your whole life. I think that's more of of the memoir. So I want to live in a world in which I'm just writing the memoirs and leaving the the autobiographies and, and the little details to the very end. And, um... Oh, I love this quote by Elizabeth Gilbert and she wrote it in Eat, Pray, Love. And I, it, it's one of those quotes that every time I reread it or see it, it gets like further embellished into my, 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 um, I want God to play in my bloodstream the way sunlight amuses itself on the water. And the other one that I'm thinking of is she literally, all she says is, I cross the street to walk in the sunshine. And every time I think of that, whenever I'm walking on the shadowy side of the, the sidewalk, I always cross the street to walk in the sunshine because it just feels better. And I think we should do more things as much as possible that make us feel better and the sunshine makes me feel better that's why I love being in Los Angeles but when I'm in New York and especially at the beach on the east coast it there's just the common you know I think it's because the Pacific Ocean's not warm enough really to swim in without a wetsuit versus in in New York you can and that's my most favorite time it's just anything that has to do with sunshine and salt water and sand I feel more tired tonight because I was on calls all day and I didn't get to go to the beach today and all I wanted to do was go walk on the beach but thank goodness I have a reflexology garden so I can do that in the future when I want in the backyard and my dog is all curled up at my feet and I just feel really grateful that she's gonna be 11 in April and I can't believe it was 11 years ago that I drove and and got her And I always think of the first time she ever laid next to me. I was vlogging about the whole process of getting her. And every time I watch it back, it makes me so happy because she was such a little little nugget of uh, (laughs) destruction. She was so bad, (laughs) the stuff that she did. And that's the kind of stuff I want to write about in my memoir. It's just the stories... Like, I'm never going to be this age in this exact moment ever again. Like, I just want to feel it all. I want to remember it all. I want to cherish it all. I want to, like, like it all just feels really sacred in a way. Like, do you ever just, like, find old things from your past and you have, like, such a 
I kind of like a sentimental draw and connection to things because I do and it it always I've always wanted to just preserve stories I think as a journalist a storyteller um I, to be a documentarian it, I just want to remember I want to remember it all I don't want to forget even some of the bad stuff I don't want to forget especially the things that I I now find joy in from the bad in a weird, wild way. I think we're going to unpack that in a different episode. I wish you all love and light. And as they say in the end of my yoga classes, the light in me honors the light in you. It just sounds so beautiful to say it. I don't care if it sounds cheesy. I'm really cheesy. Maybe we should embrace the cheesiness a little bit more. Cheesiness makes me kind of happy. Is that weird? All right. Have a great night, everyone.